0: Welcome to another episode of The Remedy with Tobacito I'm so happy that you are here with us today. I am very grateful to today's sponsor of The Remedy, Miss Mary Catherine Bass. Who, well, Janice is in the house Hi. today, and she knows Mary <laughs> Catherine <I'm back>. too. <laughs> she, we're both. Oh, we love Mary Catherine. Yes, we're both One big the, Mary Catherine oh, fans. She's fabulous. And she sponsored today's show. How convenient! Oh, that is so
1: nice. Yes, she is so sweet,
0: so generous,
1: so generous,
0: and a huge fan of what we're doing. She's a huge fan of you.
1: Well, she is. I'm, I feel so privileged to have her in my world. Yeah, she's just lucky. amazing. Yeah, she, is. Yeah. she, is. she yeah. is.
0: So thank you, MK. I know you. I know you're listening. So thank you, thank you. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the Remedy, we need you. Uh, it's real easy. All you have to do is go to Tovacito.com, click on The Remedy, and click on Make a Contribution. You also could be the next sponsor of The Remedy. Um, okay, before Janice and I chat about what we're going to chat about today, which you're going to love, because <laughs> we all need help. We do.
1: <laughs> all need so much help. Oh, we do. Um, <clears throat> uh,
0: we want to tell you about... the relationship we want to remind you of the relationship workshop that we are having on saturday april 18th now when you think of a relationship workshop if you didn't know what we are doing what would you think janice
1: i would think oh my gosh oh my gosh they're gonna make me talk. They're going to make me say things I don't want to say. They're going to ask me a bunch of personal questions. That's what I would think if it weren't me. Yes. <laughs> if I weren't me. <laughs> yes. If, if we
0: weren't the ones hosting yeah. it, I would have anxiety I about would going. Too. I would too. For sure. And I
1: guarantee my husband would have anxiety about <laughs> oh, going. Any
0: any anxiety <laughs> that a woman has about going to a relationship seminar or workshop, uh-huh. a guy, like how how much would you multiply it?
1: Oh, a lot. A lot. I always say, you know, if I had a dime for every one of my clients that comes in for couples counseling, if I had a dime for it just being the woman's idea, I would be wealthy. (laughs) Because men just come because they just want their wife to be happy. They just want them to be happy and have sex, and then they're pretty good to go. (laughs) But the women want a bunch of changes and they want a bunch of different things. So I think that a lot of men would have some anxiety about showing up. Yes. Because of that.
0: But they shouldn't have anxiety. I know it's easy for us to say because we're the ones doing it. But uh, this workshop is for anyone who is, you can be married, you can be divorced, you can be in a relationship, you can be engaged, you can be totally single and just interested in relationships, this really is just an opportunity for us to sit down. We're gonna do the same format that we had, the women's workshop just, what, a month or two ago? Yes. A couple months ago now, um, where people will submit questions beforehand, anonymous questions about relationships, about dating, about divorce, about communication, about sex, anything, anything that you would wanna know about relationships. Um,
1: well, and I think that makes it so comfortable for people because they don't have to say anything for the entire three nothing. hours if they don't want to. And they can, but there will be opportunity to ask follow-up questions mm-hmm. if if people in the, uh, in the group want to do that. But it's really... I love the format because people don't feel embarrassed or exposed. At all. And that's what we want. We want mm-hmm. it to feel so safe, and we want people to walk away feeling like they've been given a lot of information and a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. If they Without are ex- having
0: to ask the questions.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without the
0: exposure of... Yeah. Your problem, or
1: somebody telling on you, or tattling, yeah. or making you feel like you're not doing a good job. So yeah. I think that that's what I like about it so much, because as couples, you're going to learn from the questions that other people present, because we're all kind of the same animal, and we do experience mm-hmm. a lot of the same questions and a lot of a lot of the same difficulties in relationship. Yeah. And but when you're in the middle of it, you kind of feel like you're the only one, it's mm-hmm. kind of lonely because people don't typically sit around and talk about what's not working in their marriage, they re- typically don't talk about their marriages at all. Yeah, so um, I think it's going to be really great.
0: I do too, I'm really looking forward to it. So, <coughs> sorry.
1: <clears throat> I got something in my throat. And we're going to have a snack. We'll have a snack. Yep. We'll have some <laughs> snacks.
0: Um, it's going to be at Dallas Country Club uh-huh. Saturday, April 18th. We're going to do it from 1 to 4. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll take a little break in between. And uh, for those of you who didn't come to the women's workshop, I just have to tell you, I mean, we we had a vision for yeah. this in fact, you came up with this phenomenal idea where people could submit anonymous questions and we would just answer them. And we had no idea how it would go. We had no idea if people would come or how it would play out because I've never seen anything like this. Me neither. Um, I've never been to anything like this. But I'm telling you, that was about as good as it gets that Saturday I with thought those it was women. too. It was awesome.
1: It really was awesome.
0: And the feedback was phenomenal. Yeah. People got a lot out of it. So we spaced it between that one and this one so that if you came to the women's workshop, um, there was a, a, some time in between for you know time sake and financial right. sake. So right. um, it's easy to register. Just go to tovisido.com, click on workshops. You and I are also building a website right now, so we'll we get are. that up and running and pretty soon you'll be able to register for all of our stuff on that and uh we are also um many of you know that uh Janice and I want to do these workshops women's workshops relationship workshops um in other places and we've had we've had great response we've had people reach out from Houston Austin Waco Alabama Arizona, Arizona California yeah. Yeah. um and so we are in the middle of planning that in fact we're going to go have lunch after and <laughs> And make more plans, and, and we're
1: going to do one in Frisco.
0: Yes, and North that's April twenty fifth. Right, right, and that's a women's workshop. It is, and so if you missed the first women's workshop and you want to go to one, Frisco's not that far. No, from Dallas.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and if you, I mean, wherever you live in the Dallas metroplex, we'd love for you to come. So, um,
1: and if anybody is in Fort Worth or if they're in yeah. Duncanville, or we will, we will travel.
0: Yes, we want to. Yeah, we J- do. J- Janice and I want to get we on like planes. Vacations. <laughs> yes. We vacations. We want to up our miles. We do. <laughs> up our status. Uh-huh. I don't have any status. Me neither. I have Tom Thumb status. I have Petco status. <laughs>
1: I have Kroger status. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. I don't have Kroger status. Just Tom Thumb. A <laughs> little bit of Whole Foods, probably. <laughs> gas. I've got gas status. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Shell.
1: That's a nice one.
0: <laughs> Chevron.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, anything else you think we no. should say about those? And we'll have more information about the Frisco one. We're going to solidify that today.
1: Well, and I, I think the thing about the couple's relationship that is, I think is really important, is what we want to go into that with solutions. And it's not a gripe fest or a complain fest. But it's, you know, uh, uh, and we're going to talk about this today, but a really good relationship is something you do. It's not necessarily something you have, like mm-hmm. fairy dust that falls down from the heavens. Really good. And so we're going to, part of that whole really format good. is to, we want people to leave there with an idea of some things that they could do differently to enhance their relationship. Yes. Some solution-based. Yes.
0: And excited yeah. about about positive changes that they can make to themselves and their relationship. Yeah. You know, I think I think people just kind of forget, you know? Like I I get to and I know you do too, uh do all this premarital counseling and I see these precious young couples with you know, stars in their eyes as they're planning to spend the rest of their lives together. Mm-hmm. And you know, 10, 7, 10, 15, 25 years later, um, you know, that they just get busy. They get distracted. They get, uh, you know, the kids come like every, and they forget, they forget why they fell in love Mm -hmm. and there's so much to fight for.
1: There really, really is. And if, if, and again, this is kind of what we were, what we're going to talk about today was that if I have people come in my office and they want to fight for their marriage, it will work. Mm. If they will do what I tell them to do, I get, I get really bossy with couples. (laughs) If they will do what I tell them to do, they can make their relationship not only work, but make it, fabulous. Mm. It's not rocket science. And so that's what we want to kind of get started with that, with that couples group is we want them to leave with thinking, okay, I can do this. It's really not that hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it feels so hard sometimes? Because we
1: don't know how to do it. Mm. You know, we don't know how to resolve conflict without annihilating one another. We Mm -hmm. don't know how to, to be vulnerable Mm-hmm. And so we get into a pattern of behaviors that a lot of them have been established historically. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go back to the June and Ward Cleaver days, you know, the the man worked, came home, June was in the kitchen with pearls and, and you know, he sat around on the couch and she made dinner and it was a submissive sort of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that has all changed because we've come a long way and mm-hmm. so as women and we're not willing to be quite as compliant which is actually good because then you get to resolve your conflict in a in a foundation building way mm-hmm. so conflict is not a bad thing you're simply going to have it in your relationship because you're with another person yes and so if you know how to resolve it correctly It's something that actually brings safety Mm -hmm. and cohesiveness to the relationship. And intimacy. And intimacy. For sure. That can also lead to sex. Yeah. You know, because... Did you hear that, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear that, guys?
0: (laughs) That's right. If you resolve conflict in a positive way, that leads to a positive outcome, which will lead to great sex. That's right. Because... That's what intimacy is. It is. Yes. It is. Um, you know, you want to know, it's so funny, that came into my mind while you were saying this. When I was married, I, and, and I would love to hear your reaction to this. I can only imagine. I, when, when I would talk with my girlfriends about relationships or our marriages, we would be talking about our marriages or somebody would be complaining to me about their husband or whatever, and they would say, do you ever go through that? I would be like, No. Look, like, like, Topher and I don't fight. We just don't fight. And we never have conflict. We've never had a fight. And Was that true? That was true. And, but it wasn't because there wasn't conflict. Oh.
1: You just ignored it? We
0: totally ignored it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so.
1: Where did you learn that from your mom?
0: Uh, no, my dad. Oh. Just ignore, pretend it isn't happening and then it will go away. And Topher learned it from his dad. And so we both came into this relationship where neither one of us knew how to have conflict. I would have been scared to death to tell Topher what I wasn't happy about in our marriage. Or like,
1: were you afraid that he would leave or were you afraid you would get in trouble? He would be mad?
0: I just didn't want to have the conflict. I was scared to have hard conversations. I did not know how to do that. And I was, I just didn't want to fight. Uh I just didn't want the conflict. So even if he, in fact, I only remember, until the shit hit the fan, I only remember us ever having two fights. Two two. Maybe like one point five fights. Like one night, I got really upset with him, and and I, I remember. I mean, it was it was a doozy. Um,
1: but, and you know what's? Well, I think the thing that's so interesting about that is that you you didn't. Not only did you. Not fight. You didn't discuss Nothing. differences. No, and and that's and and that's the thing about conflict resolution is what we want to do in conflict resolution is avoid the fight. Right. And because, right, like you say, you and your husband don't fight. No, and we don't
0: fight. But you have conversations.
1: Oh yeah, we disagree. We have conflict. You know, but we can go in and talk with one another and implement the set of skills that are necessary. To be able to talk about it. For example, whenever you have conflict with your partner, start the conversation with the word I. Mm, that's I good. I think, I feel, I want, my experience was. what Whatever it is, because the minute I go into a conversation saying you, we imp- employ our defense mechanisms. Freud identified 13 of them. We've talked about this before, but you know, uh, justification, rationalization, minimization, deflection, all of those things because we feel attacked. Mm. If Mm. I go in saying, well, Tova, you didn't do this. You did this, and then this, and then this. You're going to tend to defend yourself unless you have a whole lot of emotional maturity on board that you can say, well, that's interesting. You know, I didn't I didn't, I didn't realize I did that, but I hear you and I understand that I did do that, but that doesn't typically happen. We go back and forth. And so if, if couples will implement that one thing, they would be amazed at how their conversations would go differently.
0: That is so, that is, you have said that to me before. You've told that to me before, Janice, but I forget that. And that, I mean, I think I'm bad at
1: that. Well, we all had to learn how to do yeah. that because that's not what we were taught. We, When we were little, you did this, you did this, mm-hmm. or our mother said, you did this, you did this, mm-hmm. rather than your mom coming in and saying, I feel really, really frustrated because you kids keep arguing with one another, and what I want is for you to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, or I, last night when you rolled your eyes at me, I started thinking that you were putting me down or thought that I was stupid and I don't like it and I'd like for us to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, so there all of a sudden you've taken a potential, a potentially extremely volatile situation and you've taken the volatility totally out of it.
0: Really, really great advice. I mean, I feel like people should should Venmo you right now for, for that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that alone is so good, Janice. It, it, like, I
1: mean, it's just so important. And we
0: forget. You've told me that. And yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about a conflict I recently had, and I started it with you. Yeah. And- I know
1: better. Yeah. And if you do it with your kids mm-hmm. because what happens when we go when we go into the you we are criticizing, shaming or blaming somebody. Mm-hmm. And we as human beings, it takes a lot of emotional maturity to be able to hear that mm-hmm. and to be able to say okay, I don't remember using that tone of voice, but if you if you thought I did, then I'll watch that. Yeah, you know, but but yeah. we don't typically do that. We just get defensive, which becomes offensive. Well, mm-hmm. you did this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You raised your voice at me. I did not. Rather than going in and saying, "Hey, I feel really frustrated because last night I kind of thought that you snapped at me," and I want us to talk about that if you're willing. It's mm, good, you know. So
0: so it, simple, such a simple change that can change everything. Well, you
1: know it's it's called being political and diplomatic. Mm. The political part of it is I want, you know, politicians are skilled at the way they discuss things. Some of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> and <let's laughs> tap the brakes a little bit on that. <laughs> uh, and they and so as a result what they typically will do is they'll talk about I. I want to do this. I want to do this. My plan is to do this because they want your vote. And yet when we're in our uh, our family situation with our partners or our children, we forget that because part of what keeps me on my toes with this in my own marriage is that I want Tom's vote. Mm. I want Tom to like me. I want him to think that I'm kind. I want him to be attracted to me. And so I'm not doing that to let him off the hook. I'm actually doing it because that's what I want. And that's called being political. So I'm going to be careful about how I speak to the person that I'm supposed to be loving more than anyone in the world. Yeah. And so, and then the diplomacy part of it is you're going to be heard much more readily than if you go in for the attack. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. And so, you know, so I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not placating.
0: Yeah, not at all.
1: I'm, I'm, I have my own back because I want a good marriage. And I know that if I go in and criticize him, I'm not going to get the best outcome, the best outcome. and mm-hmm. I also kind of want what I want. Yeah. and so that's another thing is being able to ask for what you want and being very explicit about it. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a big difference too. You, you can even say, you know last night when we were discussing blah blah blah, I kind of thought that you might have rolled your eyes at me and what I would like is for you to not do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm still talking about me, but I'm bringing in the other person's behavior. And if they say, well, I didn't roll my eyes at you, then what I would typically say is, okay, well, maybe you didn't. I could be wrong about that. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm not trying to win. You know, as you and I talked about, you can either win or be married (laughs) or win or be happy. Yep. But not
0: both. Yep. You know what is is something that comes to mind about what you just said? So... I was doing uh, premarital counseling with the the cutest young couple yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I think this whole idea of asking for what you want, I remember having this conversation (laughs) with you when I was married. Like, Uh I shouldn't have to ask for that. He should just know. And you're like, but he doesn't know. No. He doesn't know. And so you have to tell him, and you have to ask for what you want. So this girl... We were talking, in fact, what we're talking about today is what we were talking. I do a week of uh, communication conflict with my premarital counseling. And we were talking about this. And she said, well, I can, she was giving this example of they were running late. They were getting ready just yesterday morning. They were getting ready. They were running late. And he was just kind of standing by the door looking at his watch, you know, (laughs) looking at her. And she's kind of running around. And he was like. What else you need to do? And she goes, well, I need to start my sheets. I really want to start laundry before I go. And she goes, so will you strip the bed? And so she's he strips her bed, <clears throat> gets all the sheets, puts them in a pile, puts them on the ground. And then he's back at the door standing there looking at her.
1: <laughs> I know what's coming. <laughs> yes, you do.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> and, you know, he's kind of tapping his watch and staring at her. And so she, like, stomps past him picks up the sheets, takes them to the laundry room, and starts the laundry. And they get into the car, and he's frustrated because she's late, and she's really frustrated because he didn't put the sheets in right. the laundry. And she's like, you know what? You just could have helped me. Like, you're sitting there staring at me, and you're you know, ticked because I'm running late, but you're not doing anything to help me. And he goes, I did help you. I asked you if I could do something and you said to strip the bed. And she goes, "Yeah, but I told you I needed to start laundry." And you just stared at me. He goes, "But I did what you asked me to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I took the sheets off the bed." And she goes, "But but why do I have to ask? You you know that I said I was needing to start the laundry. Why didn't you just it, like why don't you know that?" And he goes, "I don't know. But I don't know that." Right, like you have to tell me and she was like i was mad at him because i mean she admitted that she never ever she goes i just feel like he should know like i want flowers i want him he used to leave me sticky notes he doesn't do that anymore he should know that i still want those and i was like but he doesn't know
1: no no
0: and you have to tell him
1: it's the cheeseburger if you're going to get go get a cheeseburger, be specific about what you want on it. If you just order a cheeseburger, I guarantee they'd probably put ketchup all over mine, and I would be so sad because I don't like ketchup. So it's the same way with other people. We've got to ask for what we want, and the more specific we can be, the greater chances we will have of actually receiving that. And then when you get it, be grateful yes and say thank you yes and every now and then one of the things that we can do that'll really help nurture our marriage is to just call your partner call your husband at work or have if you're a guy call your wife at home or whatever or her work and just give her two or three things that you are re- that you really appreciate about her or about him mm. Just thought I'd call good. and tell you how much I appreciate how hard you work. So good. I'm not sure I'd say that enough, and I love that about you. You're kind to me, and I really, really, really appreciate that.
0: So sweet.
1: It, you will get more of that in return. Yes, yes.
0: So before we go into different uh, the strategies. strategies that we call them, you call them losing strategies, because uh-huh. if you if you do one of these things, you're losing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're losing uh, when it comes to communication or effectively uh, handling conflict. But I would I'd like to go back a little bit and talk, like help help a couple who was like me, Janice, who doesn't even know how to bring it up. Like some people, they you know these are losing strategies when you're in conflict. Right. We're going to talk about that. What what about the person or the couple? that is too scared to even have conflict or uh, ill-equipped that they don't even know how to bring anything up. There's nothing, they're not losing because nobody's talking. Right. So how do you move from, we don't ever have conflict and there's no, no problems in our relationship, but wait, there is. And and like, how do you, for the couple that doesn't, I know, I know people like that. I oh, know,
1: sure. There are a lot of them, especially in the South. Mhm.
0: And I know people who have been divorced, you know, who are divorced and they were like we never fought and then all of a sudden one day she wanted a divorce. Or mm-hmm. one day, you know, he was having an affair and I thought everything was fine. Yeah. You know, we never fought, we didn't ever talk about it. I mean Right.
1: I think that but, but I, there were problems. Well, I think that what when you want when you go when you're beginning a conversation that has the potential of being volatile I think that's what people what will happen with people is they'll just shut it down before they don't want to risk the potential volatility. So the first thing that I want I encourage people to do is to negotiate for time. Like, hey babe, <laughs> do you have a minute for me to talk with you about something? And you know, the <laughs> what's the joke the guy says what's the worst three words in the in in the in a, that a man wants to hear or does not want to hear and it's, we need to talk or <laughs> we need to talk, that's four words. <laughs> that and, is such um, a scary, and, yeah, I don't
0: want anybody to say that to right, me.
1: Rather than, hey, can I talk to you about something? Mm-hmm. And And then we want to try to keep it concise. And we don't, sometimes I'll tell people to set a timer because typically women will tend to, more than men, they'll tend to bring up a whole lot of historical data to support- The army. The army, <laughs> yeah, to support their stance. And so you want to keep it short.
0: That's good advice.
1: Yeah, I did not like the tone of voice that I heard you use last night, and I'm wondering if you were angry with me or if you are were tired, but if you're, let's talk about it. You know, so you're opening it up, for discussion and you know you learn to be okay when your partner is not okay so you don't get defensive so you're like oh wow did I raise my voice at you and if they say yeah you actually yeah and I'm like I just didn't I didn't realize it and gosh I hate that I'm sorry I'll, t- I'll watch that you know what do I care <laughs> you know I mean I'm happy to do that I don't mind people talking with me about anything that they're frustrated about as long as it's done in a way that is kind. And kindness is, of all of the skills needed for a good marriage, it is kindness. That's good. And that does not include name-calling. That does not include- Name-calling is abuse. It is abuse. Sarcasm is abuse. Yes. Rolling your eyes is sarcastic, and yeah. that's abuse. It's a put-down. Yeah. Yelling, all of those things are you would not you would not do those things with your boss, or mm-hmm. you would not do it with somebody that you were trying to impress, mm-hmm. or try to befriend. And mm-hmm. so those are that's just essential. So that what you want to do is. And you can say these things. I want I, I want to talk with you about this because what I want in our marriage is for us to have the ability to feel like we can go to one another to discuss something and we're not gonna get blasted yeah. and we're not it's not gonna turn into a fight. Because I think that's why people don't talk about things is because yeah. they're afraid it's gonna be a fight. Yeah. And the goal is to not fight right And if you do find yourself kind of escalating emotionally, then take a break. How I, I love I love the I-huh,
0: but I would tend to believe that even if you started with I, there are going to be some people who no matter what, no matter what, no matter how somebody approaches it or how somebody brings it up, or, how, you know, what kind of kid gloves they put on and, you know, tiptoe into that arena that the person on the other side of them tends to get defensive. And so, why do people, even when it's done right, why are people
1: defensive? Because they feel like they're being attacked. Mm-hmm. They feel like that they. You know, there's this ego that lives inside of us that has this need to be right or the need to win. And so it, it takes a lot of emotional maturity. And that, by the way, if you tend to get real defensive, you know, you're probably acting like a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. emotionally you've regressed back to that age, you know, because that's when we learn to get pretty defensive. Although you learn it even before then because, uh-uh, I didn't do that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't, you know. (laughs) And so it's – I'm not – If when I hold myself in warm, positive regard – which is what self-esteem is, then it's okay for somebody to point something out to me that I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, my va- sense of value is not going to go up and down depending upon what you think of me. That's mm-hmm. where that what you think of me is none of my business, mm-hmm. so to speak, and that mm-hmm. I'm not going to, if I can't ever hear any sort of negative comment, then my marriage is... Is down the tubes. Mm-hmm. Even if you stay together forever and you become comfortably miserable, mm-hmm. then you just cannot develop a good, solid, intimate relationship, emotional intimacy without that. Mm-hmm. So I think we're so threatened by people, you know, not where we want to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can tend to get defensive for sure. Mm-hmm. And and I think we all can. Yeah, we all can. And so I've really gotten to practice that. Yeah. And and it is an opportunity. It is. You know,
0: and to hear, I mean, just being honest, like to hear something from the person that you care about the most or you love the most that you're in some way failing, either in the relationship or failing them or you're not living up to their expectations, that's that's like, wait, what?
1: You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want that. Well, but you're going to have yes. that because we of are course. human. Of course. And so w- you learn to build a tolerance for not being Little Miss Perfect yeah. or Little Mr. Perfect. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, oh my gosh, there are things that I could do differently a bunch of times but i've learned that i'm not wrong i can be just different yes so it's like oh okay well i can use a different tone of voice or i can i grew up I've, i've said this on this before i grew up in west texas and all of my uncles they were the most sarcastic human beings you've ever ever met in your life and so i was the queen of sarcasm and I realized that I had to give that up because it means to tear the flesh and that is abuse. Yeah, it is. And so I hate sarcasm. Yeah, I do too. Youth. But I loved it when I did it because it gave me the illusion of power over. Mm-hmm. And when in your marriage, it's not about power over your partner, it's empowerment at a place of equality. Mm. So I, the whole mindset has to change. I win when I don't need to win because my marriage wins. And if my marriage wins, I win. Mm -hmm. If I win and my husband loses, my marriage loses. So we've lost. And I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, It's just the truth.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It's just the truth.
1: And when we live in truth, because we were created perfectly imperfect we can learn to embrace our imperfection and when we do that then our defensiveness will definitely go way down yeah it's really good i was just telling uh i guess it was did i say this to you kevin earlier that i yeah i did that one day i walked out my lobby and i had three people scheduled oh yeah yep you you know i triple booked (laughs) And I was like, talk about exposed. I felt like I was standing there without any clothes on. (laughs) Well, well, who has the biggest problem? (laughs) That's kind of what I said. And they were all so gracious, and they were like, you know, it's fine. One of them said they could come back in a couple of hours. I had an opening. The other one said, you know, it's fine. I'll come back as soon as you have something. But I – and I told them when the person – well, each of them, when I saw them, I said – You know, that's what you get for having a human therapist (laughs) is that I am going to, I'm going to do some of those things and I'm not going to do it perfectly. So you give up that illusion of perfection. It'll really help.
0: Yes. So step one is having this ability to, to, to present, uh, the issue in a, in a loving, kind way using I correct. (laughs) And then if the other piece of that, the other the, on the other side is being able to hear that right. n- understanding that we're human. We're not going to be perfect. We are two different people experiencing the relationship in completely different ways. Exactly, we're, We have different needs. We have different desires. We have different wants. And so it's trying to understand where that other person is coming from and hearing the conflict without, b- without bringing the army and saying, or, well, you, um, which is also a common, not only defending but but attacking as well. Well,
1: and what you can do is the person who brings the concern, if you are the listener, is just stay with that for a minute. Mm. And even if that is not your reality, you can say, I understand that that was your reality. That's not my reality, actually. I didn't think I was raising my voice, but you heard it. So make sure, I don't want to do that. So make sure and let me know when I do that again. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I may not even agree with them, mm-hmm. but it's okay because it was their reality. And yes. I want to, and when we minimize somebody's reality by saying that, that's just not right, then that's abuse too. That's psychological abuse. Mm. So I'm not going to debate reality with you. There's no need in that. No. What, Nobody we're wins after, in that. No, we're after resolution.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the truth is what their experience and your experience may be completely different, but it doesn't mean one is more true.
1: That's right. And a lot of, you know, we were raised in different environments. So some of those things can be some environmental, you know, tolerances or family of origin Mm -hmm. stuff that we've got an extra sensitive place around that. And so that's going to have us have different realities. For sure. For sure. Okay. So there are five losing strategies.
0: And I find these, I find this and and we can send it to people. So if yeah, if people hear this today, there, there's a one sheet on this that we can send you, so you can have it right refresh right refresh every once in a while.
1: Well, this these losing strategies were created by Terry Real, Terrence Real, who is uh, the founder of Relational Life Institute, and he's written several books, The New Rules of Marriage, which is such a good book about marriage. It's the format that I use when I do all of my relationship counseling. And also, I don't want to talk about it, which is just about male overt and covert depression. One of the best books I've ever read about men. Mm-hmm. And even a man who might think, I'm not depressed, but it covert depression is not, you're not lying on the couch, you know, yeah thinking about killing yourself so it's a great book and it's a great book for women Mm -hmm. to read because it gives them a real good understanding about the male hierarchy and what has been established through generation after generation so anyway i want to give him the credit for this i didn't make this up (laughs) um so the first one being right Mm -hmm. you give up that's a losing strategy Mm -hmm. the second one is controlling your partner asking for what you want is not control Right, that's asking for what you want. Right, it nothing is wrong with control that. is shame, blame, and criticism. Mm-hmm. And so, if you, you know, it, sometimes, you know, I know that there have been times when Thomas said to me, "I feel like you're trying to control me," and I'm like, "I am. <laughs> I want. I want my way, but I don't want you." So, if I'm trying to control, and I get, I get presented with that, I'll own that because I love to control. But it's an illusion anyway, and it's not going to get me where I want to go. So giving up that need, I think that that is um, a little bit, a little typical of women mm-hmm. because we have not been taught to ask for what we want. Mm-hmm. When we ask for what we want, we may not get it, but we it's out front. So I think that's really important, really important for women.
0: So can you give an example? Because that's a fine line. In my mind, and and maybe it's not. But when when are you? Because I I was sharing a little bit with you of, <laughs> before we recorded um, about my relationship and. And I said, you know, I, I don't want to control him. And you're like, yes, you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're and like, said, I'm not trying to control no, him. I you, said, change. Like, change, yeah, she said, change. I actually said, I didn't like, yeah, use the yeah, word control. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you you didn't say that was change. That pretty funny. <laughs> so how <laughs> it was? She always kicks my ass, <laughs> and I pay her for this. <laughs> Sounds like you get your yeah, you get your money's worth. <laughs> yep come back yeah but, <laughs> i always come back because it's it's good for me to hear but so how what is how do you communicate what you want what how do you what when does communicating what you want cross the line into i'm trying to control him or her.
1: Well, asking for what you want is trying to control somebody. It's trying to change. You want something different. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to pick up the newspapers. Tom could say, I feel like you're trying to change me because I like to live the newspapers lying around. And I'm like, I do want to change you. I'd like for the newspapers to be picked up. And he could say, Okay. Or he could say, Yeah, probably not going to do that. And I could say, Then I what I would probably say is, Are you okay if I pick up the newspapers and stack them in a pile? And he'll be like, Sure. You know, so so Trying to change somebody, I think it's when it gets, our control when it gets to be a losing strategy is when you're doing it on the down low. Asking for what you want is more direct. So controlling might be something like, oh my freaking gosh, I cannot believe these papers are still here. You know, I'm trying to control him and try to covertly get him to pick up his papers got it it. does that make sense got it
0: so not going about it it, for the goal of resolution just Mm -hmm. getting that zinger in or dig in or
1: and you know like because there are so many differences with couples like uh i'm a little more tidy than tom likes to be Mm -hmm. and so if i stomp around the room and I'm annoyed with him because he hasn't picked something up. I, I did that a little bit when we first got married, but it wasn't very effective. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, if I, that's, that is control, trying to make somebody be who I want them to be. Asking is a form of control, but it's more upfront. Makes mm-hmm. sense? a healthier approach. Yeah, it's a healthier approach. And you you may get told no. right. And that's okay. Yeah. Because you learn to live with it. I mean, you're going to have- Or get out. Yeah, you're going to have your deal breakers, but there aren't a whole lot of those. No. Okay, so that's- Newspaper
0: is probably not one of them.
1: No, that newspaper (laughs) is definitely not one of them. Uh, The the third one is retaliation. And that's, well, you, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. you didn't pick up your newspapers. Well, you didn't put your cup in the dishwasher or- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So rather than retaliate, if you can just let the information in and address what's right there, mm-hmm. then later on you could say, you could go back in and say there is something else that I would like to talk about and that is that I didn't I didn't actually experience that the same way you did, but I understand that that's what you experience. So I'm not negating. Retaliation typically includes a negation of what the other person has said or mm-hmm. done.
0: Which is their reality. So that's minimizing.
1: Yeah, it's abuse. Yeah. It's psychological yeah, abuse. It's not nice. Um, unbridled self-expression, yelling, name-calling, um, passive-aggressive, rolling eyes, deep sighs. <gasps> You know, that's the, Mm -hmm. we call that one of the Al-Anon salutes. It's just this big (laughs) sigh with a hand across your head. (laughs) And so the unbridled self-expression will tend to demean your partner, which always has the result of demeaning the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, bullying in a marriage is horrific. And bullying somebody for sex is sexual abuse, verbal abuse, and psychological abuse. Mm. There tends to be, in a lot of relationships, an entitlement from men, and this is partly because of society, that they are entitled to sex. and. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And it is not a need. It is a want. And and every s- guy
0: listening right now is like, no, it's not. <laughs>
1: yeah, they are. They are. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another thing though, I don't think that's as prevalent in, in my generation., no, as it, it is. It previously. isn't because women have learned that they can say not now or I'm not willing to do that right now. And the, the withdrawal, a lot of times men will withdraw, if they're not getting sex. So they'll be passive aggressive with that, which by the way, guys, is the worst thing for you to do. If you want to have sex, <laughs> Right? bullying will not get you laid. Let me just tell you, <laughs> you know, no, it won't. No. And so if you want more sex, you've got to sit down and talk about it and say, I would like, you know, I'm I'm not real happy with our sex life. And typically there's gonna be something that the guy can do differently that will make that better because emotional connection and non sexual touch, as we've talked about on this several times with when we've talked about sex, is the surest way for you to have sex and to have a really good sex life. Is and- the
0: physical the physical um connection, not just sex, but that's like tickling Hand your back h- holding hands uh-huh a yes. sweet little kiss yes and telling
1: a- appreciation words of appreciation mm-hmm. you know makeup sex typically does not work for women mm-hmm. you know as far as you know and a guy is just we're just different our bodies are really different yeah and in order for a woman to have the sexual desire there has to be a softness you just cannot be bullied into sex. And I don't want you having sex as a result of being bullied. Yeah. It's because it's not making love. No. And it will destroy your relationship.
0: Mm, destroy your soul. That just Yeah. Sounds it's terrible. Miserable.
1: It's terrible.
0: I bet that's hard to work with couples who are going through that.
1: Well, it is. And, but you know, what I'll typically say, well, how is your sex life? If you're, if you're demanding sex, how's that working out for you? Yeah. As Dr. Phil used to say, yeah. I guess he still does, you know, and most of them will say, well, I'm not getting enough. I'm like, well, that's probably why.
0: And probably what he's getting is so gratuitous. Like she's not, she's, she's not enjoying that.
1: No, she's lying on her back, counting the tiles on the yep. ceiling and looking at her watch. I'm
0: praying to God it ends. I would not.
1: Yeah. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So. But
0: I, you know what? I know people who do that. I know. I know people who are in those kinds of relationships and that, I think that would be a form of hell.
1: Yeah, it would be. It would be so that, so that unbridled self expression is when it comes to sex, especially is especially damaging because Mm -hmm. we want your sex life to be vibrant Mm -hmm. and positive Mm -hmm. to, because there's nothing that, that, creates cohesion like having sex mm-hmm. and having skin on skin. Mm-hmm. And so we want but we want it to be because we are yearning for that person. Yes. It doesn't mean that you never maybe have sex when you're a little bit tired and you're like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it. That's not what I'm talking right. about. Right. I'm talking of about not. being bullied into sex. Yes.
0: I heard, and I think we've shared this on this podcast before, but I remember either hearing or reading something years ago that said, great sex starts at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to have sex that night, great sex starts at eight o'clock in the morning because it's not a, because it's everything that's leading up to that. It's how kind you are when you see each other in the morning. It's about the kiss goodbye. It's about the phone call from the office saying, Hey, I was just thinking about you. Yeah. Like, All that stuff, I mean, you said in the beginning, it's not that hard. It's just not that hard. No, it isn't. And for men who want their wives to want sex more often, that's a healthy thing. I mean, yeah, I I would want my husband to to desire me and want me. um, But more than I would want that, I would want him to treat me in such a way that I can't wait to see him you know I can't wait to be intimate with him because how he treats me or the the things he tells me or you know the the tenderness with which he treats me you know it's just so for women especially it's so much bigger than just sex it is and I do think it's bigger for men than men tend to express or talk about I I
1: think so Yes, yeah. I do too. I think that that's kind of a, a stereotype. A stereotype, or a, yeah. yes. But mm-hmm. and I think your generation. I think Kevin, you're exactly right because I think yours is getting better. It's getting better. Even mm-hmm. my generation, you know, women have come a long way as far as saying I'm not really in the mood to do that right now, or I'm too tired. It's so difficult because you know when you're young. And you're dating, and you have all this energy and everything, and then you have kids, and everything's and then new. You, then, yeah, everything's new, and then you, you know, you, it's why I tell people I I really encourage couples to go on a just a couples yep. trip Once every quarter, quarter yep. you know, so that you can really get reconnected physically, yeah, and emotionally and psychologically and all that. But the physical, because when mm-hmm. you have little kids, it's hard to, to yes. find time, and you're tired. And women, that's their number one complaint: is that they're so Tired at night after running around the kids, yeah, for, with the kids. So, yeah, and if you're planning a romantic evening, always
0: have sex before dinner. I'm telling you, <laughs> put you in like a great mood. And then every time we like plan a romantic evening, we go out to like a nice dinner, come home. I'm like, I'm just so bloated and gross. Like I don't feel like doing anything.
1: <laughs> That's really a good idea. I hadn't it's actually thought yeah. it. Yeah. Do
0: it first, and then get dressed up, and like you're all, you know,
1: yeah. Take a shower got together. That glow yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like your style, Kevin. Thanks. (laughs) So, so that's, you know, that's a really important aspect. And I want men to be happy. I want men to have enough sex that they feel like they, they feel loved because Mm -hmm. men typically, that's one of the places, one of the primary places they feel valued Mm -hmm. in the relationship. It's like, you know, if you're having sex with me, then, that's good, which is the opposite of women. They're it's true. They, they want to feel good in the relationship and then they're going to want to have sex. So yeah. it's really a flip flop. Ties yeah. in a lot to a guy's self worth. I, I don't know why, but lot. it just really does. Well, you know why I think it does? I think I'm making this up, but <laughs> I think it's because when men have sex for the first time, they experience a type of emotional. Connection with themselves that is unlike any other, and it's different than like masturbating. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have an orgasm, but when it's but when it is sexual, men have really learned they kind of connect with their bodies through that, mm. and so they will feel valued. Mm. That's and so, interesting. Yeah, I think it's. I so we want to be. I'm not an anti-sex person, and I don't want well, we know men that. to feel like. <laughs> Oh, my daughters. (laughs) Um, uh, Well, but um, my red. (laughs) A little bit. So we want, but we want it to be, we want it to be something that brings you together and that you Mm -hmm. feel is very beneficial to your relationship. Mutually beneficial. Mutually beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. So, okay, you have one more. No, that's it. Oh, that's oh it? withdrawal. Yeah, withdrawal. And that's silence—that's like, a silent treatment, or personal favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's and that's very, very, very passive aggressive, and yeah. so you want to really watch that. Now, t- taking a timeout—that's
0: the—that's what I was about to say. That's what I do. I at, need a minute,
1: and that so you you negotiate for that. And one of the things I encourage people to do is before you're in that situation, like like if you're on out at dinner one night and you're you're talking about a lot of different things you can say, hey, I have a really good idea the next time one of us kind of gets elevated if you have trouble with uh, unbridled sex uh, self-expression or some of those things then schedule a break so I, if I give you the timeout sign I'm gonna go and I'm gonna take fifteen minutes and then I'm gonna come back but I don't but that that timeout should not last more than two hours mm-hmm. so that you don't that other person doesn't feel like whatever they wanted to talk about has been discounted. Yes. And so, but I do think that that's important. So if it's, if it's spoken, all of these things are about speaking your, your reality in a way that is very, very kind. Yeah, And so a timeout is totally different than withdrawal. Some people, people actually go days without speaking to one another. And that's horrific.
0: I would die.
1: Yeah, it's terrible.
0: I I would I could not do that. Me neither. the The reason I I withdraw uh-huh. is I used to uh, be more unbridled self expression and and I would react. So uh-huh. if somebody had a conflict with me, I would without thinking, without putting myself in their shoes, without I would just I would react. I wouldn't respond. I would react, uh-huh. and so. You too. I want a minute. I just need a minute. to under, And I want to understand how much of this is me, mm-hmm. how much of this fire inside of me is my issue, and how much of it is actually what they're saying. Right. Because it might trigger something in me that has nothing to do with them but the way my dad treated me. Exactly. <laughs> no. Or the way my mom treated me or what I experienced in my marriage before. You yeah. know? And so I really try to get real clear with myself on why am I feeling, what am I feeling and why am I feeling that way? It's really smart. Well, I've learned it because I made a lot of mistakes.
1: Well, and there, I'm like you, Toba. I have, there's a pit, I always say there's a pit bulldog that lives inside of me that will chew you up and spit you out in a nanosecond. (laughs) And I used used to very much react out of that. That was one of the things I had to make amends for in my when my first marriage ended because I was really volatile uh, verbally. I mean, I, I didn't really call names and stuff, but I would just chew you up. And, and so I learned to moderate that, and I really don't have that compulsion to do that. I learned that as a little girl when I was about 12.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: my way of escaping. Mm-hmm. And so that that has no place in there. Yeah. So taking a break will really help you kind of, I think it's a great suggestion that you say, is this current day reactivity mm-hmm. or is it historical reactivity? Or it may be something current day that I don't like, but I'm reacting to it like it's the end of the world. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Which I can also do.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: I love when you say me too. (laughs) You do. (laughs) It makes me feel less crazy. (laughs)
1: All got a little cray cray in
0: us. (laughs) So if you tend to do one of these five things and say them all five again, being right. Being right.
1: Hold on. I got to pull this up on my iPad so I get them. Uh, Controlling your partner, Mm -hmm. my personal favorite, controlling your partner, (laughs) retaliation, unbridled self-expression, and withdrawal. Yes, Those are losing strategies, which means if that is how you typically react during conflict, your marriage is on a downward slope because you cannot repair if you're using those. Somebody may be intimidated with the unbridled self-expression and they come in and and tail to you and that, but that's not resolution. Mm-hmm. So what we want with, with conflict resolution is we want your marriage to be strengthened as a result of the conflict. Yes. And resolving conflict in the right way will strengthen a marriage.
0: For sure. Instead, okay, so what if somebody's listening and like, oh, I totally withdraw or I am... I, I'm always right. Like, uh, I think I'm always right. Is there a formula? Is there a formula for, okay, I fall into one of these five categories. How do, wh- is, there, is there, what is the better way?
1: Well, you know, I think one of the things that I suggest that people do is that they identify within themselves, for themselves, which one of these mm-hmm. or which several of these they tend to employ. Then go to your partner and ask your partner tell me which of these you see me doing the most often that causes you conf- or stress in the relationship because conflict is a stressful a stress point in the relationship and then that's kind of interesting because you may find something that you didn't really realize that you did i do that with and my so, counseling so then you, so then to. yeah so then you say i you know i you own it I realize that what I tend to do is I tend to control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to do that because I want this relationship to be really good. Mm-hmm. So when I do that, would you please point that out to me? Mm-hmm. And then, then I can really watch for that.
0: And when they do that, when they point that out, you need to remember.
1: You to- asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, and hold yourself in warm, positive regard. Yeah. having self-esteem even when you are exposed, your warts and moles. That might be one of the we best things. All have them.
0: You've said. I've I've never heard you say that before. I really, really like that. Like the higher our self-esteem, the more that we think of ourselves, and, and the more gracious we're going to be with ourselves, understanding that we're just human. Like I am in a relationship, I am a human in a relationship with another human and I'm going to piss them off. I'm going to disappoint them. I'm going to frustrate them. I'm going to annoy them and I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. There will be a time where they come to me and have an opinion about their experience with me that I need to listen to and pay attention to and give credit to. That's right, um, and and then actively let's find a resolution. Let's find a solution to this issue instead of fighting about the reality.
1: That's yes, that's exactly right. And I I've learned with I'm sixty seven years old, and I can laugh at those things about me now. <laughs> you know, I think I mean. So if Tom says, "Are you you're trying to control me?" Then I can kind of laugh about it and say, "Yeah." And he's like, well, stop. And I'll be like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, so it's not, I can, I've learned to embrace my perfect, imperfect perfection. Mm -hmm. And it is all purposeful. -hmm. Because then I build a relationship with myself, which has to be the most solid relationship you have. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a solid relationship with yourself, you have a solid relationship with your higher power. Yeah. And that's what's going to keep you on that path of trying to resolve the conflict in your marriage. I'm divorced, you're divorced. It is not fun. Mm-mm. It sometimes it's the best thing to do, but it is not fun. So mm-hmm. I really it's strongly encourage everybody to um, really take a good look at themselves For and sure. try to work on these aspects of your relationship.
0: For sure, it'll work.
1: It'll yes. work if you work it.
0: Yes, and we there are two people in yeah. your marriage. There's two people in your relationship, and that means there's two people who are bringing their past their junk, Yeah. their triggers, their, you know, and, and all of that, I, I have learned, I have learned being divorced and being in a relationship more than I ever even did in my marriage, but I wish I learned it in my me marriage. Too. That, that conflict and being in a relationship creates an opportunity. I believe that being in a relationship with somebody who's different than me and it, it creates this incredible opportunity for me to become the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. If I'm alone, that's fine. I'm not as challenged about who I am. And I like being challenged about who I am because I'm not perfect. And I want to get better. Yeah. And I want someone who, who on the, is on the other side of me encouraging me and challenging me to be a better version of myself yeah I want that me too yeah yeah so thank you Jan oh you're so, so welcome good. you know it's so funny? always fun
1: to talk about these oh things.
0: yeah but uh, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about today like isn't it funny all the tangents we get on
1: I know like we
0: were like <laughs> we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about this and, the, and we maybe hit a tenth of them but we hit so many other things you're just the best. you're the most fun to talk to. You are so interesting and so smart. Well, thank you. You have Tapa. such good insight. You remind me of so many important things. Like I feel so much smarter and so much better equipped. And these things are not new to me. And yet, well, and you really I think help it helps people. that if
1: you want to have your way, then you're gonna have to live alone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: then you're going to be riding solo
1: you're going to be riding solo is exactly right (laughs) thanks for having me love you love you too thanks Kevin
0: thank you